0: How have you lost your spiritual edge? And what steps will you take to get your spiritual edge back? Well, let's talk about that today as we wrap up our series called Elisha, A Tale of Ridiculous Faith, right now. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska, and as always so thankful that you're joining us today. Uh, we are we believe that um, you are listening for a reason and a purpose, and we're always praying that God will show you what that is. Hey, um, we are wrapping up our series uh, called Elisha, A Tale of Ridiculous Faith, and uh, we're just excited to have you uh, here and and joining us. Hey, um, If you are just joining us now, um, we are in week four of this series, and so if you want to kind of stay in in tune with this series, I I suggest you go back in a couple episodes, obviously, and and catch week one of Elisha. so you can kind of stay in place. But also just know that uh, you're not going to also be completely lost because each and every episode is a different uh, a message. And, and so uh, we welcome you to just to listen in and then go back. It's up to you uh, how you prefer to do that. But today um, we're looking at another week in the life of the prophet Elisha. And uh, today we're talking about getting your spiritual edge back. Okay. Before we dive in, though, I wonder how many of you, if you're like me and you're often looking for things that you've misplaced, right? I don't know about you, but it makes me crazy how much of uh, my time I spend looking for things I've lost. And the most frustrating thing to me is that I actually have them in my possession when I'm looking for them, right? I've looked for my sunglasses when they were on my head. I've looked for my key, car keys uh, when they were in my mouth, believe it or not, okay? Uh, I hope some of you have done that before. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. But what I want to do today is talk about losing something else. And there's a good chance for many of you who are followers of Christ that you've actually lost something spiritual in nature. Some of you, you may have lost a passion for God or, or the things of God that you used to have, but, but you don't today. Some of you have lost some joy. There used to be just this deep, settled spiritual contentment and joy that that somehow along the way you've lost, and you're not quite sure how you've lost it. Uh, some of you at one time had great faith, and you prayed and prayed and believed God for big things, and you had hope in a God who was good, uh, that plans to bless you and prosper you, and today you're not praying for much of anything. And you're not even sure what you believe about all of all of this, right? You had something very important spiritually, but you lost it along the way. Well, as we look at the prophet Elijah, let me remind you where we were, where we've been. Um, in week number one, we talked about burning plows. Week number two, uh, we talked about digging some ditches. Uh, last week, week thirty three, we talked about gathering jars. And today, we're going to look at what honestly is is one of the oddest miracles in all the Bible, in my opinion. In fact, if you look through and survey the different miracles that Elisha performed, uh, there were some really big and important miracles. He, he healed a poisoned body of water, which saved a community. Uh, he raised a boy from the dead. He provided for a widow who would have lost her two sons after losing her husband. That's what we shared last week. Uh, he healed Naaman, a commander with leprosy, after dipping him in the river. Uh, he blinded an entire army to move forward the things of God in, in a battle. He did all these significant things, and in this miracle, we're going to look at uh, a student who borrowed an ax and was chopping on a tree when the ax head flew off of the stick into the water, and the miracle is that Elijah, the man of God, takes another stick, throws it in the water, and the ax head floats, and we're going to go, wow, that's, that's cool, right? That's awesome, but, but we're going to say, what's the meaning of that, right? He made an ax head float, and we're like, that's cool and everything, but I don't really see all the significance. Well, let me give you a couple of things that are significant to me about, about this story, and then we'll dive into the rest of it, okay? One thing you need to know is, iron was very valuable at this time. It was hard to come by, and this younger guy who lost the axe head was likely very poor. He was, he was kind of like a college student living on student loans, eating ramen noodles. Some of you know what I'm talking about right now, right? And he had borrowed this axe head, and he couldn't pay it back, and he was what we call a non-profit profit. Yeah, that's a horrible dad joke, I know. I think I just qualified for the worst dad joke ever. But anyway, we'll move on. And if you still missed it, you're going to have to rewind to catch it again, I guess. I don't know. This guy doesn't have much, and he loses this axe head. And then we see the man of God bring the axe head back, which shows you very clearly that our big God actually cares about the little details in our lives, which for me is, is very comforting. I don't know about you, but, but no matter what you're going through, if you have a headache— God cares. If you've got a chemi- chemistry test that's coming up, God cares. If your car won't start again in the morning, God cares. If you can't find your keys while they're in your mouth, God is laughing, but he cares. <laughs> okay, Our God cares about even the little things. All right, so let's dive into this story and see some other valuable principles that we can pull out of this. And again, let me just help you understand the context. If you remember, Elisha was mentored by Elijah. And now we see Elisha mentoring the next generation of young prophets who wanted to learn from him. And so there's all these younger prophets they are like, man, you're the man, you're the man, you know, can I study with you? And so Elisha built a school for prophets and there were so many of them that they actually outgrew the school. And that's where we're going to pick up the story in 2 Kings 6, 1 through 7, okay? 2 Kings 6, 1 through 7. The company of the prophets said to Elisha, look. The place where we meet with you is too small for us. Let us go to the Jordan where each of us can get a pole and let us build a place there for us to meet. And he said, go. And then one of them said, won't you please come with your servants? I will, Elisha replied, and he went with them. They went to the Jordan, and they began to cut down trees. And as one of them was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. Oh no, my Lord, he cried out, it was borrowed. And the man of God asked, well, where did it fall? When he showed him at the place, Elijah cut a stick and threw it in there and made the iron float. Lift it out, he said. And then the man reached out his hand and he took it. Now, besides God caring about the little details, there's one major point I want you to embrace internally, okay? This, the, the, that we're going to come back at again and again this message, okay? So here it is. I hope you'll see that God knows how to help you find what you didn't mean to lose, Let me say that again. God knows how to help you find what you didn't mean to lose. Those of you who lost something spiritual in nature, be reminded that we serve a God who is totally into restoration. Right Now, as we talk about losing the axe head, losing the edge, what I want to do is I want to show you metaphorically how this could apply to your spiritual life and teach it symbolically. Okay. The big question I want you to ask yourself is this. How have you lost your spiritual edge? Okay. How have you lost your spiritual edge? For those of you that are Christians, be real honest and say, this is how I've lost my spiritual edge. And some of you may say, well, really, I haven't though, Dan. And, and, and if that's you, I celebrate with you and I thank God for you and, and continue to do what you're doing because that keeps the spiritual passion high, right? Whatever you're doing, all right? But it is my guess that for many of you who are followers of Christ, you might honestly say that there was another time in your life when you were more into the things of God Than you are today. And so I would ask you to acknowledge specifically and honestly, how have you lost your spiritual edge? For some of you, you might recognize there was a time when you had committed Christians around you all the time that that helped build you up and prayed for you and encouraged you in the things that mattered most, right? But when you look around now, you have some kind of Christian friends, but they're not really building you up in the things of God, and you've lost your edge because of that. Some of you, there was a time when you served in church. And you had the thrill of being used by God, making a difference with your gifts. And, and sometimes it was hard, but all the time it was fulfilling. And then you got busy and you stopped and, and you were going to get back to it, but you, but you never did. And now you are missing something, right? Because you knew what it was like to be used by God. But now life is pretty much about you. Some of you, at one point in your life, you really loved to share your faith with other people. And, and you had a deep love for those who were outside the family of God. But something happened along the way. And even though you used to be really, really good at trying to help others without Christ, now you can't even remember the last time you had a spiritual conversation with with someone that is not a follower of Jesus. Some of you, when you're really honest, you notice your standards have eroded, right? Years ago, you had strong Christian values and you thought, hey, I'm I'm not going to do that because that's not pleasing to God and that's not helpful to me. And then something happened. Maybe you got a set of friends and they said, come on, come on, come on with us. And you're like, okay, just this once. And then before long, you started cutting corners, taking some shortcuts and doing some things that you probably shouldn't have been doing. And, and now you wake up and you wonder, well, how did I get way over here? I have no idea what happened to me. You know, I used to do this, this, and this, and now look where I ended up. How have you lost your spiritual edge? The reality is it can happen to any one of us because we have a spiritual enemy whose mission is to steal, kill, and destroy everything that matters to the heart of God. In fact, I can tell you now that it really happened to me years ago. I realized one time I went up to pray before the church, and in the middle of my prayer, I realized I hadn't prayed personally all week long. I was praying publicly, but not privately. I would study the Bible, but it was only to teach. There was no personal devotion in it. And in the middle of the season, God showed me very clearly what had happened. I had become a full-time pastor and a part-time follower of Christ. And many of you can relate. You become a full-time parent and a part-time follower of Christ. Or a full-time business person and a part-time follower of Christ. Or a full-time student and a part-time follower of Christ. You didn't mean to lose your edge, but you did. You didn't mean to fall back into the old patterns and become addicted again, but you did. You didn't mean to drift from the love and intimacy you had with God and and wake up depressed and empty and hollow on the inside, but you did. You didn't mean to end up pursuing the emptiness of material possessions, but but if you were honest, you'd realize that's exactly what you did. You didn't mean to become a part-time follower of Christ, but that's what happened. You lost your spiritual edge. So what do you do when you're swinging away and the edge flies off? How do you get your edge back, right? How do we get our edge back? Well, I want to look at this story with Elijah and the young prophet and apply symbolically two lessons about how we get our edge back, okay? The first one is this. We need to be honest about where we lost it. Be honest about where you lost your edge. In in verse 6, Elijah says, where did it fall? In other words, the axe head isn't gone. It's just where you left it. So where did it fall? And I would ask you, you listening today, where did you lose it? Where did you start to lose your spiritual edge? You're all smart people, I know it, and if you look back, you can probably say, "Oh yeah, I remember when I took a wrong turn. I made some friends that were probably the wrong friends, or I started dating the wrong guy." Maybe for you, you dropped the discipline. You used to pray and, and you stopped. You used to be devoted to actually hear, searching for the for God and His in His Word, and then you stopped. You used to be a tither. And then you kind of got behind and then you just stopped and you wonder why I lost the joy of worshiping God and trusting him in that way. You used to, and then you stopped. You used to be involved in maybe a life group or a women's group or a men's group or some kind of group where others would speak into your life and then you stopped. Some of you, you thought your secret wasn't going to hurt anyone, but you didn't realize it wasn't really a secret because God knew it was really hurting you. Some of you, maybe you got, your, you got hurt by somebody, someone in the church, and you're like, hey, if they're going to act this way, forget all of them. I can't take this anymore, right? And you've allowed your heart to be, grow, to be grown hard. You, you blamed God over what someone else did. Be honest about where you lost it. For me, I'll just be gut-level transparent with you. Here's, here's what happened to me. As a pastor, I started to care more about what other people thought about my spiritual life than I cared about my own spiritual life. I cared more about the appearance than I did the substance. Be honest about where you lost it. The second thing that I believe this text could teach us is this. With God's help, take back what you lost. With God's help, take back what you lost. Because our God specializes in helping you find what you didn't mean to lose. In verse 6 and 7, we see it. When he showed him the place... He said, where'd you lose the axe head? When he showed him this place, Elijah cut a stick and threw it in there and made the iron float. And then he said, what? He said, lift it out. Then the man reached out his hand and he took it. Lift it out. With God's help, lift it out. With God's help, take it back. With God's help, take back what you lost. Remember, a couple episodes ago, we studied the ditches. Only God can send the water, but sometimes he wants you to dig the ditch. And then last episode, only God can multiply the oil, but he wants you to gather the jars. This week, only God can make the axe head float, but he wants you to lift it out. He wants you to take back what you lost as he brings it back within your reach. The moment you start to think, maybe I can get it back. Maybe I maybe I can do this. I can promise you there will be a voice in the back of your head that says, oh, slow your roll, man. No, you can't. You can't get it back again. It's been too long, and you've gone too far. You've done too much, and you can never have it back. After all you've done, you've lost the best of what you could ever have had. Well, I'm here to tell somebody that with God, it's not too late to be the person that you could have been. It's not too late to get back what you thought you could have never have again. It's not too late to have what you used to have and have even more of it. And with the power of our good God, you you haven't gone too far, and you haven't done too much because our God specializes in, in helping you find what you didn't mean to lose. Well, what does he want you to do? He's going to make it within reach, and you've got to lift it out. You've got to grab it back. You've got to go after it and get it. So here's what you do. You do what you can do, and you trust God to do what you cannot do. I've said that over and over again. You, you do what you can do, and you trust God to do what you cannot do. You, can you make an axe head float? You can't do that, right? But can you lift it out when he brings it within reach? Yes, you can, right? Can you create in your own spirit spiritual passion and faith? You can't do that. But we do know that faith comes by hearing from the word of God, so you can put yourself in a place where you hear God's word, and so God can build your faith. You know that God hears and answers prayers, right? So so you can choose to pray, even when you don't feel like it. And you can choose to worship, even when you don't feel like it. And you can choose to share your faith with other people, even when you don't know all the answers to the questions you're asking yourself right now. And you can search for God again. And when you seek him, you will find him, Scripture says. You take back what is available to you. I love what Revelations 2, 4-5 says. Jesus was speaking to a church of people who are where many of us are today. He said, you have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you've fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. Let me say it again. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you've fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. What did he say to do? He said, repent. In other words, say you're sorry. Sorry. Turn back, come home, turn from your sin, turn from your apathy, turn from your complacency. He says, Repent and do what? Repent and do the things you did at first. In other words, if you want what you once had, you've got to do what you once did. When he causes it to float, you reach out and you lift it out. You do what you can do and you trust him to do what you cannot do. I don't know where you are or how you're hurting or how you've drifted or how far you've gone. But our God wants you to know you haven't gone too far. You can be the person that you were meant to be because our God specializes in helping people find what they didn't mean to lose. That's how good our God is. When He makes the axe head float, you'll lift it out. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us. That's another episode of Venture Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in and downloading uh, this podcast each and every week. And then I would love to invite you to come back next week as we start a new series called In God We Trust. We'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcasts in Chandler Acres Ministries, or you'd like to become a patron, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.